What's up, party rockers? That sounds so stupid. God, that sounds so stupid. Okay, well, if you're listening to this episode, um, it's just me. Nobody else. Just me. Um, I fired Spencer. Um, he was a bum. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he actually has a real lawyer job where, like, you actually have to, like, do stuff and, like, do actual lawyer things. So... He's unfortunately really busy this week, so he could not record, which is totally cool. Um, totally understandable. Something we were up front with when we first started the podcast that it might happen. Um, but thought I would just try to do maybe a solo thought dump. So no structure. I'm just going to wing this. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I've tried to get more involved on Twitter and look at more stuff. Um, can you guys believe that the fucking Zodiac Killer is just a dude named Gary? Like a fucking dude named Gary. Like, you just... You have your neighbor fucking Gary. And that's the most prolific serial killer in the world. I don't know. That was weird to me. Um, This whole thing with Kristen Cinema too. Like, she should have taught my fucking contracts class. Because apparently she's just teaching classes on how to raise money. For... From donors. And... Fuck, I mean... She is good at that. (laughs) Um, So... I guess. Um, yeah, and Facebook's ruining the world in other news. I mean, what else is fucking new? We all knew that. Um, also, I bought an Oculus, uh, one of the new quests, as like a gift to myself for my birthday. And literally the day I got it was when the fucking network went down. Like the day that I like reactivate Facebook because I hadn't had it in years. I was like, sweet. Great. Great. Um so yeah, I'll praise Zuck with that. Um, some of the bigger news in my life um, this week. Don't know why I said it like that. Um, I watched the many states in Newark. Uh, Spencer and I will probably talk about this more, but um, uh, so disappointing. God, it was so disappointing. It just was so unnecessary. I'm going to save more of my thoughts for when me and Spencer have, which honestly won't be for a couple of weeks because we have some more, like, bonus stuff dropping. But, uh, not the best. Honestly, I thought as its own movie, like, if it didn't have The Sopranos, it would just be a regular-ass movie. But, yeah, as a Sopranos movie, did not work. Um, also, do you see that The Rock made a rap song? The Rock made a rap song? Yeah, I don't know what to say on that. <laughs> um, although it is spooky season, so um, I guess that's enough to scare me. Um, speaking of which, this Friday I'm going to see the new Halloween movie. Uh, I'm very nervous. Not because it's just going to scare me. I already know it's going to do that. But also because um, apparently it's not getting the best reviews. Which like fuck, because I love that franchise. Um, but I don't care. I'm going to see it. Who fuck cares about critics? Critics are dumb. They gave a 90% to a fucking Fauci documentary that was wholly unnecessary and stupid. Um, but mo- most of the part that I wanted to do just for this episode was actually just, you know, it's spooky season. It's my favorite time of the year. I love horror movies. I just wanted to give some movie recs. Um, it's probably, this is not going to be as long as an episode, um, obviously, as normal, because it's just me talking and I can't talk for an hour and a half straight. 
unless you, you know, I guess talk to some people that I have to negotiate contracts with, but I just wanted to give some recommendations on some movies that you should probably stream if you haven't seen yet for Halloween season. I'm I'm, I'm just going to do four of the main streaming services. Um, starting off with the big dog, Netflix. Um, there's a couple on there, actually. There's some that I'm going to dive more into, um, but some that I'll mention just right off the top. Um, the Perfection, if you guys haven't seen that, it's honestly, it's a really good movie. Um, it came out, I want to say, like 2018, 2017, and it's not exactly what you'd expect in terms of a horror movie, but it's fucking trippy, man. And it's Allison Williams, which, was she the girl in, uh, yep, girl and Get Out. Okay, sorry, I'm also looking this up as happens. So, she's already good at playing that, like, sort of, like, unsettling person, and she just does it here, too. Um, so that, that's a really good movie. That's one that I would recommend. Next one, um, you're going to have to watch a lot of them if you want to get up to date on it. But honestly, the Chucky um, movies have started to get really good, in my opinion. They, they, And I really respect Don Mancini for just like going in the way that he wants to go with his series. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to do comedy. I'm going to do, st- you know, like stupid, like horror splatter I'm gonna do actual scary like he just does whatever he wants and I really respect that about him but in the cult of Chucky it's like so stylized and so cool and I could go on a whole rant about the actual um child's play that got made just a couple years ago with Mark Hamill as the voice and how that was just like a blatant money grab to hold on to IP Mm -hmm. but I won't do that here I actually think that um even Mark Hamill did a great job too I don't take away anything from like the talent on that but Cult of Chucky I mean it's got fucking Brad Dorf, which like Oscar nominated Brad Dorf. <laughs> um, still playing it his daughter's in it Jennifer Tilly comes back which shout out to our first episode I mean Jennifer Tilly just fucking rules um, so that one I would really recommend um, some other s- quick hitters I'll say Invitation is a really good slow burn um, I think actually Spencer and I differ I don't think he likes the Invitation now that I think about it but um, I really liked it Cam is another one that's another like I would say slow burn not as slow as the Invitation for sure but another one that's slow and really cool and um, actually looks at some weird and cool themes about the sex worker industry along with it but getting to my top five that I would um, recommend, the first one I would say if you're going to watch any on Netflix is The Killing of a Sacred Deer. We, we don't have to worry about nothing. Because we got the fire and we're burning one hell of a something. They, they're going to see us from outer space. Yeah, I'm really sorry outer about Bod. Something serious. No, it is. Like with the stars of the human race, human race. Where did you two go? When the lights started out, they don't know what they heard. Strike the match, playing loud, giving love to the world. How did his father die? A surgeon never kills a patient. An anesthesiologist can kill a patient, but a surgeon never can. Cause we got the fire, fire, Don't be scared, Mom. You'll see. You won't be able to move either. So get used to it. Where is she? What did you do to her? Night, 
don't understand why I should have to pay the price. Why my children should have to pay the price. It's the only thing I can think of as close to justice. We can light it up, up, up. So they can put it out, out, out. Killing of a Sacred Deer stars uh, Colin Farrell and uh, all around um, just like creepy dude. Uh, Barry, uh, I always mess up his name, Kiahan, I want to say. Just like never plays a guy who I would trust. <laughs> um, but uh, Alicia Silverstone's action it too. And, and then Nicole Kidman, obviously. Just a super unsettling movie. I mean, it's A24, so anything A24 makes automatically makes your skin crawl um, in terms of just making you unsettled in a uh, in a movie. But something that I really liked... Um, and I would definitely recommend. It's going to be long, though. Uh, I believe it is two hours, and it is an A24 pace. So it's going to go slow and, like, really build stuff up. Uh, going to something different than that, though, most recently, and we've talked about it on the podcast, is the whole Fear Street series. We're all cursed. The witch is real. She put a curse on Shady Side. She's been possessing people, turning them into killers to take revenge on the town. It happens to Shady Side over and over. Bad things happen here. You can't stop her. Your best chance is to run from this place. Hello? Hello? I don't understand why the fuck Netflix didn't release them like as a package. Like I get the like back to back week releases. That was cool. But now like you'll just randomly find like Fear Street 1970s, Fear Street 1994. And it's like, no, there's an order you need to watch them in. So if you do watch them go backwards, basically in years, you're going to watch the 90s, the 70s, and then the 1600s. And they're really good. They are a little bit Netflixy in some points where it's very stylized like teens type talking where it doesn't really make sense but um overall i'd say it was a really fun movie i really liked it it's you know you could say it has some stranger things vibes in some places but i really enjoyed it i would really say to watch it um it's three movies so it's going to be a long um watch but it's also a very fun watch too um Next, a I believe an exclusive Netflix release is Hush. Mike Flanagan, I am the biggest fan again of Mike Flanagan out there. Um, I think the dude is just such a welcome to horror movies. He makes really just like gothic original horror movies. But this one, not really that way. It's actually more of just a home invasion type of fight. Stars Katie Siegel, his wife, um, who has been in a lot of his work and always kills it, um, plays a deaf uh, writer, I believe, who has writing's writer's block out to the woods to kind of like get herself writing again. And a guy 
for no really explained purpose, just comes to break in and kill her, and it's all about her fight back against him, and obviously her being deaf has a whole new layer to it. Um, what I thought was really cool about this movie was writing it and conceiving it, Mike and Katie would like lock him out of the house and he would figure out ways to like get in to give them ideas of how to write with the movie which is just like think about being their neighbors and like seeing that like why is Mike breaking through the window why is he why is he trying to kill his wife um but it's a really really good movie uh very stylish and well also just a little shout out with that um I'm sure by this point you've watched Squid Game I did too I really liked it but another one that's on Netflix right now that got released at the same time is Midnight Mass, another one by Mike Flanagan. It's like seven episodes. It's a super quick um, binge, and it's really good. It's just like anything else that Flanagan does where it's just a really beautiful but horror story at the same time. Um, getting into my second to last recommendations um this is probably the movie that left me feeling the most unsettled when i watched it and that is uh, it's actually a double recommendation that i'm giving it's creep and creep 2 all right we are uh, leaving the flatlands and we are heading up towards the mountaintop we had set a thousand dollars for the day filming services Discretion is appreciated. The yellow door. I'm realizing that no one knows I'm here. Hi! Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to scare you. I'm assuming you're Aaron. Yeah, I'm Aaron. Joseph. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is gonna be a good day. So the reason I've hired you is because I have terminal brain cancer. And I want you to film me to make a video diary for my unborn son. You ready for this? Okay. Joseph! This is called an adventure. We don't know exactly where we're going. But I have a feeling. When you follow those feelings, great things can happen. Don't ever forget that. Joseph! <laughs> there was about two seconds there where it looked like you wanted to kill me. Joseph, I think I'm gonna head back. You see my keys? One drink, okay. Bottoms up. Scared. Don't be scared. It'll all be over soon. Um, this movie it came out of the uh what we call it, the, the film sort of trend is known as mumblecore, um, which is 
I can't even really describe it, honestly. But it is directed by... Um, actually, it's directed by Patrick Price, pardon me, but it is story by uh, Mark, and, Mark Duplass. If you don't know who Mark Duplass is, um, if you ever watched The League back in the day, he's in that. But he's actually really, really into horror movies. And Creep and Creep 2, which... Uh, I guess knowing that there is a sequel might kind of spoil the first one, but without really saying anything, guy answers a Craigslist ad to film a guy in some of his productions, and things just go downhill from there. And oh, he's so good at just like you will feel uncomfortable this entire time watching the movie, but you will love it if you love horror movies. Um, and then, uh, going to get on my soapbox for this last one. Um, a lot of people would say that it was dumb. A lot of people would sit, group it in with the dark ages of the mid-2000s horror. But also on Netflix is Unfriended. Uh, what are you guys doing? Did you guys buy your tickets two weeks ago like I asked? No. Which seats are better, balcony or orchestra? <laughs> hey, Mitch, who's your buddy? Who is that? I just tried to hang up on him. Can we get rid of this person? I don't know. Is this here the whole time? Uh, it's just probably a glitch. Well, the glitch just typed. Who is doing this? This is Laura's account. Who would hack into a dead girl's account? Maybe it's Laura. All right, everyone, hands up right now. Who's doing this? Who posted the video? It wasn't me. Well, one of us did. Close here! Close the door! Lock your door! Just Why are you showing this? I didn't mean it! I swear it! Oh, you swear? Man, what's going on? What is that? Can't talk to us! particularly enjoyed Unfriended. Um, I thought it was a welcome take on the uh, culture of teens. I thought that it was a cool concept in the way that it filmed everything from the webcams. And <clears throat> beyond all that, it was just scary. Like, it was very scary. Like, it wasn't just like, um, you know, pop out scary like the mid-2000s. It was just scary at the same time. Um, so that one, I, I gotta say, I really enjoyed it. I really, really did. Um, but that would be my top five for Netflix. So going back to it, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, the entire Fear Street series, Hush, Creep 1 and Creep 2, and Unfriended. Make sure to get them watched. Um, moving on to uh, one of the other giants, giving Facebook a run for how much they could ruin our lives, uh, Amazon Prime. Um, if you're like me and you still have your parents' Amazon Prime login, then here are a couple horror movies that you could watch this month. Um, starting off with some quick hitters before I get to my top five. Um, Hard Candy, starring um, Elliot Page. 
he is so good in this movie. I believe, I hope I'm referring to that he goes by he now. Um, but the Elliot Page and Patrick, oh gosh, I forget his name. Um, but it is a great movie, basically just about um, uh, pedophiles and those who groom people online. And Elliot Page is a 14-year-old, uh, basically just vigilante takes justice into their own hands and traps Patrick Wilson, who is the pedophile online, and just really fucks with him for about um, like an hour and a half, over an hour and a half. <laughs> so um, it's, oh God, it's like one of those movies that like at times you're like, fuck, this is brutal. And then you have to remind yourself like, but he was gonna commit pedophilia so this is actually warranted uh perhaps here <laughs> um then uh the, moving on to the next movie the host if you had watched parasite um and just know bong joon ho from that there's a lot of other movies in his repertoire that are so so good the host being one of them the host is a movie about just uh as simple as I can keep it, a monster in a river that is attacking people in Korea, but it has a lot more themes uh, going on with it than that. But um, definitely watch it. It is a great movie. Um, getting into more kind of the, I would say funny, but just extremely gory ones, Hatchet. Um, Hatchet is just like a love letter to 80s horror movies. Um his 2006 slasher it stars um joel david moore who a lot of people um may remember um from like dodgeball i remember him the most from grandma's boy where he was the asshole jared i think his name was um but it also stars kane hodder for those who don't know kane hodder was uh most known for playing jason in most of the Friday the 13th movies. But it stars other um, horror icons as well, such as Robert Englund, known for playing Freddy Krueger, Tony Todd, known as playing my favorite horror icon of all time, Candyman. Um, <clears throat> it has spawned three sequels, Hatchet 2, Hatchet 3, Victor Crowley, which is the name of the uh, antagonist in all the movies, and a comic book series. It is one of the goriest movies I have ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> it is just so out there and so over the top gory that it's just fun. It's really fun to watch. Um, so I would give that a watch. Um, I should move quicker through these other ones. Sorry. Uh, really quick Midsummer. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, it's a great kind of fairy tale for fairy tale horror movie. Pardon me. Um, starring Florence Pugh, directed by Ari Aster, who had already done Hereditary at this point. Great movie, um, will fuck with your brain. Uh, the next one, which will also fuck with your brain, and you can be like a cool film bro if you watch it and say that you know, like totally got it. Uh, the Neon Demon, the Neon Demon, directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, uh, known for doing the movie that is every film bro's uh, thesis drive. Um, Neon Demon is really cool and has Keanu Reeves, so why wouldn't you want to watch it? Uh, next one would be Suspiria. They only have the remake, um, which stars Dakota Johnson and Tilda Swinton. I mean, I 
call me a film snob, I do prefer the older one because, you know, it's Dario Argento and he basically invented his own genre of horror movies. Um, but getting t- into my last one before my top five, I wouldn't put this one in top five just because I don't know how other people <laughs> would uh, like it, but... House of a Thousand Corpses is on my list of something to watch on here. Directed by Rob Zombie. I think it was his first ever horror movie, I want to say. Um, stars uh, Chris Hardwick is in it. Um, Rain Wilson, Dwight from The Office, is in it. And, uh, of course, his wife, Cherry Moon Zombie. And I just love how Rob Zombie just loves horror movies. And wants to fill his movies with every single just trope and love letter to these old movies. And, like, oh, he just is like, I'm going to write every character as the grossest, grimiest, like, most violent, deplorable person I can. Like, they say the F word every other sentence. And they say it in, like, inventive ways that you could, like, not even dream up yourself. And, plus, it's got Bill Mosley. I mean, and Sid Haig, rest in peace. Like, fuck, that movie rules. Um, so maybe I do move into my top five. But getting into my actual top five of kind of newer movies that I don't think most people have seen, um, I'm going to start off with The Fog. John Carpenter's The Fog. This is KAB Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here, and let me be the first to wish Antonio Bay a happy birthday. We're 100 years old today, and keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east. 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unknown came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Oh, Jesus. One hundred years ago, between midnight and one, something unnatural came out of the fog. Now, it has returned. One hundred years ago, between midnight and one, something evil came out of the fog. Now, it has returned. Who's there? The fog. Antonio Bay has a curse on it. We're all cursed. There's no water getting here, but something off a cold pin. I think I'll go to Vancouver now. Where's the fog now? Well, it should be right outside my door now. Oh, there's something different about this fog. Dan, stay away from the door! Someone listen to me! Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. There's something in the fog. from the fog. (laughs) From the creator of Halloween, the ultimate experience in terror and suspense. John Carpenter's The Fog. 
starring Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Houseman, Janet Lee as Kathy Williams, and Hal Holbrook as Father Malone. The Fog. What you can't see won't hurt you. It will kill you. Between midnight and one, it will find you. The OG Fog is on here, because you might know the... If you're listening to this, you might know The Fog, which was released with, I think, the guy from Smallville um, was in, like, the one. And that was part of, like, the dark ages of the mid-2000s when everything was just, like, PG-13, no blood, and everything was blue or green for some reason. Like, all all towns, uh, basically every horror movie took place in Seattle for some reason. I don't know why. Um, But this one is the original one. It's directed by John Carpenter, who is, uh, I think, my favorite director of all time. Um, has just done so much for the world of horror and the world of fantasy that I think he is he's my top dog. But really watch it. You can see just how formative it was to some later works. Um, sticking with the old um, Phantasm. Phantasm. The delusion of a disordered mind. A phantom. A spirit. A ghost. For nearly four decades, it has been contained, but evil always has a way of breaking free. Tommy's gone. (laughs) It's hard to believe. It was a good idea not to let your little brother come to the funeral. Hey, I don't like this place. Something weird is going on up there. The funeral is about to begin, sir. What's wrong with you? There's something up there. I saw it. You got some kind of an overactive imagination or something? I know you're not going to believe this, but these things were here. Give me a break. Okay, I believe you. What we gotta do is lay that sucker out flat and drive a stake right through his goddamn heart! You're gonna run that tall bastard straight down to hell. You play a good game, boy. But the game is finished. Now you die. If you have never heard of Phantasm, PH, by the way, um, is how it starts off to be spelled. This, it's a 70s movie, and it was made for a shoestring budget, and buddy, you can tell, but it just somehow works like there's some of the like just cheapest practical effects like people just holding stuff against like their bodies and their heads when they get stabbed or killed but uh it's so good it's basically about um a boy who discovers that a funeral director is like killing people and stealing their bodies to work them as slaves on an alien planet that'll sell you right um, but it's so good. Uh, 
it is spawned, I think, five sequels all the way up until, like, the mid-2000s, um, which, unfortunately, the man who did play the antagonist, Angus T. Grimm, um, he, unfortunately, did pass away, so I don't know if they plan on making any more. But their most recent one did leave it in a good spot. And I have heard that most of the people who worked on it um, are really just great people um, in general, just good people. So really appreciative of their roles in that, which I think is awesome. Um, Moving into some newer stuff, um, Coherence. Amir's bringing Glory to dinner. Amir's a total jackass. <laughs> Everyone else still not have service. I got zero. No. On the news, you know, they're talking about the comet. Yeah, yeah. Miller's comet. After it passed, people get lost. They would end up in the wrong home. Wow. And they keep telling people that this can happen. The chicken tastes like right. tuna. It must be comet. Miller's comet. <laughs> the whole neighborhood is out of power, uh, except for a house about two blocks up. What? what the hell is that? Mike, is that door locked? I'll check, I'll check it. Baby, stay away from the door. door. I can't stand this. I'm going to go see what's going on. I'm sorry, but I'm going. You see that? Oh my god. This is bad. This is really Wait, bad. Wait, what's the box? That was at the other house. Oh my, oh my god. god. Baby, what did you see? Hugh, what, what did you see? We don't even belong here. Everybody knew about we this. Thought he told us. He told us. Everybody knew about this except me. We have to just get through the night, okay? We are not from his house. We are visitors. I'm crossing all kinds of boundaries. I don't want to be stuck here. What is going on? Also on Amazon Prime, I actually watched this for the first time about a couple months ago, and it fucks with your brain. Um, it is, I think, like 2006. It's a movie about like a meteor going by Earth and just fucking with everyone, and it's about different time uh, timelines and different experiences and like alternate realities and. It, it, I can't even really explain it. You just got to go watch it. Um, but it is very good and it will mess with you. Um, the newest one, I believe, on this list that I have here is Come to Daddy. Yeah. It's me. Norm. I got your letter. I never thought I'd see you again. A long time. A long time, yeah. I realize I know nothing about you. Boy, your mom really doesn't talk about me, does she? Oh, really? (laughs) Mom, hey, it's Dad. He's, He's not how I imagined him. Used to having people around. 
why did you ask me to come here? I don't want to discuss it. I need to know why you sent that letter. I gotta take a crap. I know what's happening. You got no idea what's happening here. I could see the Ever been in a fight? I once kicked the guy's ear off. I got this theory. Bad guys have eyes that look like razors. <laughs> you have to kill him? I'm not a murderer. You just killed somebody like Metatron. Who knows? Maybe we'll end up being best friends. Come here! Come to daddy! Come to daddy is uh, Elijah Wood, which, as a sidebar, I just love how Elijah Wood got his bag with Lord of the Rings, and then he was just like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. And so he makes horror movies, and he does video games. And that's just like, God, that's the life. That's the life, man. Um, so come to daddy. Sorry about him just trying to reconnect with his father. Um, he meets a man who may or may not be his father, and a lot of murder and violence ensues, basically. So that would be one I would say to watch on Prime. Um, and then my final one that I will end with on Prime is another foreign movie um, like The Host, but this one is called The Wailing. And The Wailing, when I first watched it, I, to be honest, I was like, I don't get what the hype is. I don't understand. And then I rewatched it. And it's one that on a second rewatch, I was like, oh. I think there's a, one, there's a lot of cultural things that I did not understand um, until that second rewatch. And then there's just a lot of like little tiny things that happen throughout the movie that I was like, oh, oh, everything's going bad here. Um, so the wailing is basically just about a policeman who gets called to investigate murders in a remote village in Korea. Um, and it gets into a whole thing where he has, then his daughter gets cursed and he has to save her. It deals with the devil and demonology and ghosts and what ghosts are good, what ghosts are bad. Um, it, what's really cool is it's just, it's so unconventional. And I think it might be some cultural differences. I don't know. But it was so unconventional to par- points where there was like, like, I, I understood that they were blending humor into it at some points. Like there were some parts that were kind of funny. Um, but then there were other parts that like were terrifying. And some of this stuff happens in the middle of the day. Like, it would be the middle of the day, so you think you're safe, and you're not. Um, but it is just, it's chilling, and I would definitely recommend that. All right, moving on to my third one, that is Hulu, um, which I saw that they're celebrating hulu Um Yeah, so uh, my, uh, my recommendations with this one, I don't know if it falls under... Um, Hulu wing, but uh, I'll start off with the quick ones again. Uh, first one's going to be Let the Right One In. I believe it's originally a Swedish. I might be totally wrong on that, um, but it's originally a foreign movie. That is the one that is on Hulu, I believe, as well. 
It's about a young boy who gets a new friend in a new town, and he finds out that that little friend is a vampire. And it's not like a little kid movie. It is very violent and very good. Um, Next one is Memories of Murder. That one is another Bong Joon-ho. It actually stars the same man who is in Parasite, if you've seen that as well. And that one, it's a bit more of a procedural cop drama. But in the same vein, I would say if you have seen, um, if you would have seen uh, like True Detective, where it's almost like a horror movie in and of itself, and it's really just about, um, you know, what lengths some cops will go to to fix or find what they believe to be the right thing, or just to get an actual arrest. And what lengths some people will go to to protect who they think is the guilty one. Um, next quick one is Castle Rock. This one's actually a show. Um, it's basically just based off of Stephen King's works as a whole. I believe it's two seasons. They're different from each other. They are an anthology series. Um, they're really good. Lizzie Kaplan is in the second one, or second season, I should say. Um, so if you remember her from like Mean Girls, um, Sex Ed. The History of Sex, I can't remember. Um, that one is very good as well. Run was another one. I don't think it was great, but it was very good. Uh, Sarah Paulson is in it, uh, basically playing a mother who is very, very controlling of her daughter's life and her daughter trying to break out from that. Um, some other quick ones. Little Monsters is a nice horror comedy, if you want to mix, um, which really has um, an interesting cast in it because the main character is not the most well-known guy I would say he's more of a uh, British known actor but then you have Lupita Nyong'o and Josh Gad show up in the movie too which is really funny um, but basically it is a story about kids going on a field trip to like a I want to say it's like a, a a farm museum but um, there's a zombie outbreak and what lengths a kindergarten teacher will go to to protect your kids but also lie to them to be like no nothing's happening it's just a game um Everything's fine. Uh, next one, quick hitter, is St. Maud. St. Maud is, the, I believe, one of the newest A24 horror movies. This is the, probably the slowest of slow burns. If you do not like slow burns, I would not recommend this one. But if you do, I would very much recommend this one. Um, also coming as a former Catholic school kid, whew, this one hit real hard on the Catholic guilt. <laughs> um, so just how far like religion will drive some people. Um, very, very good. Next one is The Lodge. The Lodge was another one. Um, actually deals with religion as well, but uh, very much the cult kind. Um, and it is another one that's more of a slow burn, but it has a lot of good um, talent in it. Um, it stars uh, Riley Q. It has Jaden Martell from the It series in it. Alicia Silverstone makes another appearance uh, in this one. Um, it's basically Riley Q's stepmother or soon-to-be stepmother, I guess, because she hasn't married um, the man yet. And he, she has to be left alone with her fiancé's two children, and then things start to go weird, where it might be that the cult's coming back. So that one's all. I'll leave it there. Speaking of cults, though, the next one I recommend, which is a very old one, Children of the Corn. Uh, children of the Corn fucking terrified me as a child. Children of the Corn, holy shit, that movie was scary. Um, maybe it's because I'm from the Midwest and I saw corn fucking everywhere growing up. Um, but oh my God, was that movie scary? Basically, it's set in Nebraska and it's a story of a malevolent 
demon, he who walks behind the rose, which basically gets the kids to kill everyone in town. Um, and uh, it's about a couple coming through town and discovering this and their fight. Great movie. Uh, I would really recommend it. Um, I think it has like a million sequels, honestly, too. Maybe I'm totally wrong on that. I feel like it does, though. Oh, actually, it does. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, I'm also looking on their thing. They have a ton. Um, they have eight, nine, 11 total movies. Okay, just watch the first. That's all you need for now. Um, and then getting into my top five. Um, I'm going to start off with, you know, you've had all scary, scary movies. Let's do a fun one. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is on Hulu. From the director of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Adam and Barbara are... Ghosts. What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? Their house is being haunted by the living. Maybe the house could use a little remodeling. And they can't scare them into leaving. They're dead. It's a little late to be neurotic. So they're calling on Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! Who's no ordinary ghost. Yeah! You don't want his help. Can you be scary? What do you think of this? Ah! Now, the party's over. You want somebody out of the house? I want to get somebody out of your house. <laughs> but the fun has just begun. It's showtime. Learn to throw your voice, boy, your friends, fun and party. Not bad. This is amazing. You want a cigarette? Oh, no, thank you. Oh, yeah, here I come, baby. He's guaranteed to put some life... Attention, King Workshoppers. ...in your afterlife. <laughs> Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. I mean, come on. That movie's great. I'm not... I said his name twice, so I'm not going to say it the third time. But, uh... The uh, Michael Keaton is so great. Uh, Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Winona Ryder, uh, the one guy from the movie we talked about uh, in The Devil's Advocate, who turns out was actually a bad dude, and I feel bad about that now. Um, Catherine Hahn, like so many good people in this movie, and it is so funny. It is so funny, and I, if you haven't watched it. I would really recommend watching this. If you're watching a ton of scary movies, use this as a break. Um, or just watch it because you want to watch a fun Halloween movie. Like, to me, a lot of people watched Halloween Town as a kid, and so did I. But this was the movie that I really liked more than that. You know, I could watch Hocus Pocus because, I mean, that was my awakening as a small boy who wasn't who who wasn't it for. But um, this movie, God, it's so good. Um, Next movie that I will recommend, you're next. I just want you all to know how much it means to us that you're all here. Thanks to mom and dad. Beautiful. Just a perfect day. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy food and help us to do our part with kind words and loving deeds. Amen. 
What is that? Your next um, is just a few years old, and it's just, you think when you're watching it that it's going to be your typical sort of home invasion type movie, but it's not. It's a really inventive slasher, and it stars Barbara Crampton. Um, for those real uh, dedicated horror nuts, you know who Barbara Crampton is. She's been in so many horror movies. And I was really glad to see her be in this one, too. Um, that I'm not going to say too much about it other than that it is a home invasion because I don't want to ruin it. But very good. Very good, I would say that. Uh, next one is going to be another really recent one that came out, Crawl. The state of Florida has issued a Category 5 hurricane warning. All residents must evacuate immediately. Grab your families, your loved ones get out. Dad! We won't be able to come for you. Dad! Senses. I can distract them for you. You got this! You need to go now. I'm not leaving you here!
Crawl is a movie that I went to go see on a whim um, with, mm-hmm. a, with a friend at like a Thursday night. I was like, yeah, screw it. There's nothing to lay out. Let's go see this. And was, damn, was I surprised. Directed by Alexandre Aha, um, produced by Sam Raimi, who most people know from Spider-Man, but he also was um, really formative in the early years of horror, too. And it's really just a disaster horror movie where they live in Florida and there's flooding. And because of the flooding, alligators come in. And it's about them trying to escape these alligators. And, I mean, Barry Pepper is just such a great guy. And that guy's got the coolest backstory. Like, grew up on a boat and just, like, has the coolest life. Um, But it is a really good movie. It's a really quick hitter. It's not even um, 90 minutes long so it's something you can get through really quick Um, and it's fun so I would really recommend that Um, going into rather than a new one a very very old one My Bloody Valentine It's a bad time this time of year. How many times is he gonna tell this story? Oh, let him tell it. I love fairy tales. This ain't no fairy tale, little girl. If you don't take it seriously, you're a fool! <laughs> the first Valentine's dance in 20 years has to be something special. You gotta get a lot of exercise if you're gonna grapple with Gretchen. Oh yeah? Well, I got a Valentine for her that she's never gonna forget. <laughs> right to the heart, huh? In this town on Valentine's Day, everybody loses their heart. Roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, and so are you. It can't be happening again. It can't be happening again. What's going on over in Valentine Bluffs? It looks like Harry Warden's back in town. It happened once. It happened twice. Cancel the dance or it'll happen twice. I believe it is the old one that is on here. My Bloody Valentine um, was a movie that I watched as a kid thinking like old movies aren't scary. Um, and then I watched this. And then I watched Halloween. And then I watched Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was like, okay, old movies are terrifying. <laughs> um, it's the only scary movie I can think of that takes place around Valentine's Day except for it and the... Um, the newest one, I guess there was that also that 2000s. We don't have to talk about that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I believe it's a Canadian film, too. And basically, there's a mine um, 
It's a mining town. The mine collapses. One guy goes crazy. Uh, they never find him. They think that he's just some has disappeared, and it um, then goes back to them having another party at the mines. And is the killer back is the question at the end of the day. Um, it actually, now that I remember, it got like almost 10 minutes cut from it by the MPAA. And when you go back and see, like think about this in the terms of this coming out in the 80s. So like pure, I guess, this, I don't know if this would be like Reagan time, but pure 80s, like pop culture, like pushback against any like sort of like counterculture and then this movie where it's just over the top gore. If you get to see the unrated or the movie with the gore put back in, it's like gnarly for the 80s. Um, final movie though from Hulu, Possessor. Interface is active and we're at full power. Your levels this time. You just make sure you pull the trigger on the way out. After initial binding, you'll be locked in with no loss of a control permitted during this performance. We can't afford any mistakes on this one. Ready? Possessor is definitely the newest one now that I think about it on this one. Just came out last year. And it is trippy and gory and everything. Um, it was written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg, who is the son of David Cronenberg, who is known for pioneering the body horror type of genre and just in crazy types of gore and blood in all his movies, but also great stories, and that's what it is in this one. It's an alternate um, timeline in which there is a type of operation or mechanism which one can take over the body of another person. She takes over the bodies of people to carry out hits on people. So that's that's all I'll say about this one because I don't want to ruin it anymore, but it, it fucking rules. All right, last big one... Um, is HBO Max. HBO Max, also known as the best selection with the fucking worst user interface. Because, god damn it, does their user interface sucks. It's like, oh, you want to uh, fast forward by 30 seconds? How about I just exit out of the entire app? Oh, you want to turn subtitles on? How about I pick this other random movie for you to start watching? Oh, you accidentally watched that movie for two seconds? It's going to stick in your resume watching for the rest of your life on this app. <laughs> um... So, but that being said, moving through some quick ones on here. For more recent ones, Freaky, um, actually a really good movie and funny with Vince Vaughn. Um, actually, I think this one takes place on Christmas, but you could say it's a horror movie to Gremlins. Um, 
Joe Dante is the man. This one rules. Misery for one that is not a bloody movie, but oh, it's a scary movie. Um, definitely watch that one. Uh, the Frighteners. Speaking of Elijah Wood, here's one by Peter Jackson, who has made some of the most bloody movies I've ever seen, too. Frighteners, really good one. I believe Michael J. Fox is in that one. I would watch that. And then finally, I didn't put it in my top five because I feel like a lot of people have already seen this movie, but if you haven't, watch The Shining. God damn it, it's so good. Um, one of my top movies of all time. And it just... There's nothing else I can say about it. Please watch it. <laughs> um, but getting into some ones that I feel like maybe some people haven't seen uh, for my top five. 28 Days Later would be... Today in hospital, I wake up and I'm, I'm hallucinating. Hello! I've got some bad news. They're infected. Infected! Father. Infected with what? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Not the blood. There's something in the blood. Lesson one. You never go anywhere alone unless you've got no choice. Hello? And travel during daylight. Unless you've got no choice. See, this is a really shit idea. You know why? This is obviously a shit idea. We have to leave now. More will be coming. They always do. You're gonna be next. Be the first one. Twenty-eight days later, I think, in my opinion, really started the modern um, zombie trend, which we have kind of seen fall off now. At this point, it's not as big, but uh. Cillian Killian Murphy, however you say his name, is the main star, and it's directed by Danny Boyle, who has done a lot of other big things since then, I believe he... Oh, no, that's... I'm thinking of someone else. I apologize. Um, But great movie. Um, Really cool that they actually did some of those shots by shutting down um, areas in London. And um, the most terrifying types of zombies, like... All the other zombies that we had seen since then were like slow moving and you could run away from them and like beat them up or shoot them easily. Uh, these are the ones that like s- are all fucking like Olympic sprinters and just come after you. <laughs> um, so it's fucking terrifying. Um, I would really uh, suggest that one. Going back to Crawl, um, on my top five here too is The Evil Dead.
San Raimi, this was his first uh, I think it was his first movie ever made, um, at least that got a major release, and this movie, if I can just talk about for a bit I mean, it's it's insane how uh, bloody this movie was, and it was made for next to nothing, it came out in 1981 um, it has spawned short films, it has spawned TV, it has influenced everything um, it's made comic books, video games, musicals. Uh, it is basically a story about people who go out to the woods. They accidentally release some evil which possesses them. That's all I'm going to say about it. But it's so over-the-top bloody. So cool how he just made this own um, sort of series in himself. And, I'm, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, he made this movie while he was in college. And he was, like, living with... I want to say the Coen brothers and Francis McDormand, if I remember correctly. Like, so I'm like, God damn, there's so much talent in one fucking house. Uh, but a great movie. Bruce Campbell's the man. Um, uh, next movie I'll recommend is the invisible man. Adrian. He was a sociopath. He said that I could never leave him. He controlled how I looked and what I wore. Then it was controlling when I left the house, and eventually, what I thought. I'm sorry, I can't take you with me. I'm not gonna leave you with that thing on. Him. Adrian's dead. Listen, you're getting your freedom back, okay? He said that wherever I went, he would find me. Walk right up to me, and I wouldn't be able to see him. Adrian is dead. He's not dead. He has figured out a way to be invisible.
Okay. He's sitting in that chair. the original one um that one's cool too um but the most recent one was insane so good i went to go see it um on a whim by myself didn't know if it was going to be that good and it was awesome just came out in 2020 um directed by lee wanell who also did all the saw movies um and it's just it's so cool um it really has a cool new take on what actually makes him invisible and it plays on some good themes of domestic violence um very well i would say so um so that is one that i would definitely um uh recommend going back to a little bit older one before i get to my final is scanners All of you in this room, one at a time. I must remind you that the uh, scanning experience is usually a painful one, sometimes resulting in nosebleeds, earaches, stomach cramps, nausea, sometimes other symptoms of a similar nature. At this point, I'd like to call for volunteers. Fine. Just uh, sit right here, please. I'd like you to think of something specific. Do I have to close my eyes? It doesn't matter. All right, yes, I have something.
scanners. Um, if you were like me and scoured the, you know, internet for types of videos that you shouldn't have seen as a kid, you may have seen the scene that everyone knows from scanners. Um, directed by David Cronenberg, we already mentioned his son. Uh, it is a story about people who can scan your brain and uh, can make you do stuff or hurt you or do any uh, sort of telepathic or telekinetic powers. Um, I won't ruin it, but there's a scene if you watch in the beginning that, wow, <laughs> it is gnarly. Um, and then my final one, it's a horror movie, but it's also a really fun movie. Um, and I think it's the quintessential Halloween movie maybe besides um, your Disney ones, and that's Trick or Treat. Treat is such a good movie because it's one of those movies that just does um, the uh, a bunch of different stories that all converge um, into a town. It's about a whole, a whole town celebrates uh, Halloween. Um, throughout it, there is uh, one um, antagonist who is, I believe, known as Sam. I want to say. Um, and uh, he is just a mysterious child who wears these like little orange pajamas. Basically, looks like a jack o' lantern running around, but it's like a burlap sack. And it's a bunch of little stories that has uh, a, t- a really good cast in it. Um, Anna Paquin, Dylan Baker, who was in one of the movies that we already talked about, um, Leslie Bibb. 
like Christine Willis, Richard Harmon, like a ton of people that like, oh, and Brian Cox, fucking succession man himself, fucking the Roy Meister is in this movie. So I would really recommend it. And then if I can, just for a second, um, if you are listening to this podcast and you work or know someone who works for Shudder, can you sponsor me, please? Because I love horror movies. <laughs> um, but if you don't have Shudder, please, please, um, just do the free trial, at least. They have every type of horror movie that you could think of. It's essentially a Netflix, but only for horror movies. So if you like horror movies as much as I do, I would really recommend it. I think it's like 50 bucks for the entire year. Um, and they have every type of horror movie that you could think of. They have horror shows. They have horror comedies. They have documentaries about the making of horror movies. And they have old-ass horror movies that, like, you can't find anywhere else, like Cannibal Holocaust or The Changeling or the Hellraiser movies. Um, so I would really, really suggest that. And again, if you know anyone who works here, um, I'm available for sponsorship. Uh, but that's all I just wanted to take this episode for was just to give some horror recommendations um, about, you know, what uh, what I like the most. And uh, that's horror movies, not really legal movies, although I do really like um, watching the legal movies for this. But really hoping someone could make some more uh, legal horror movies. I would really like that. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited about how this podcast has gone so far. I've had a lot of fun um, with my friend Spencer talking about, let's see if he listens this far into it. See if he mentions this part. <laughs> but uh, I, I've i really had a lot of fun, um, and I want to expand it. You know, we're going to look into getting some artists to make some merch. We're going to look to try to bring on more guests. Um, who knows? I might start doing, like, maybe some some live streams or some video stuff as well. Um, so we're really open to anything to expand this and make this more fun because that's just all I want this to be. It's just a fun way for us and our friends who listen and um, anyone else to just interact. So from just myself um, this week, uh, remember, never talk to the cops, never go to law school, and none of this is legal advice. And Shudder, please sponsor me. Boston makes me feel good.